0: To take. they used to be on the same wavelength on everything not anymore grunting again as he dug deeper he remembered the tiff they'd had the week before when he had tossed out the idea that she might be more relaxed and therefore more apt to conceive if she cut back on the hours she spent at school she didn't have to be the head of a dozen different programs he had said in what he thought was a gentle tone others could do their part That would allow her to come home early one or two afternoons each week. She could read, cook, watch Oprah. She had gone ballistic over that. He wasn't suggesting it again. Gray! Gritting his teeth, he hauled out another rock. Okay, so he was working longer hours, too. But he wasn't the one whose body had to provide a hospitable environment for a child to take root. Not that he would even breathe that thought. She would take it as criticism. Lately, she misinterpreted lots of what he said. Hey, you! She'd actually had the gall to accuse him of being absent for the second artificial insemination, like the thing could have been done without his sperm. Okay, so he'd gone back to work after producing it. Hell, she had told him to leave. Of course, now she was claiming that what she'd said was that he didn't have to stay if he was uncomfortable. Graham! His head flew up. His brother, Will, was squatting at the edge of the hole. Hey, I thought you left. The crew worked from seven to three. It was nearly five. I came back. What are you doing? Planting his shovel in the dirt, Graham brushed spikes of wet hair back with an arm. Providing a hospitable environment for this tree, he said, with a glance at the monster in question. It was a thirty-foot paper birch that would be the focal point of the patio he designed. Not just any tree would do. It had taken him a while to find the right one. The hole is crucial. It has to be plenty wide and plenty deep. I know, Will replied. That's why I have a backhoe coming tomorrow morning. Yeah, well, I felt like getting the exercise, Graham said offhandedly, and went back to it. Heard from Amanda yet? Nah. You said she'd call as soon as she knew. Well then, I guess she doesn't know yet, Graham said, but he was pissed. They hadn't talked since he had left the house early that morning. If she'd gotten her period, she was keeping it to herself. His phone was right there in his pocket, silent as stone. Did you call her? Will asked. No, Graham said, pedantic now. I called yesterday afternoon. She said I was pressuring her. Moody, huh? He sputtered out a laugh and tossed up another shovel full of dirt. They say it's the Clomid, but hey, it's not easy for me either, and I'm not taking the stuff. Under his breath, he muttered, talk about feeling like a eunuch. No cause for that, Will said. You haven't lost it. You have an audience, you know. Graham paused, pushed his arm over his brow again, shot his brother a wry look. Yep. He went back to digging. Pretty lady. Her husband's an internet wizard. They're barely 30 and have more money than they know what to do with. So he plays with computers and she watches the men who work on her lawn pretty pathetic if you ask me i'd call it flattering graham shot him another look you talk with her then can't do i gotta get home mikey and jake have little league i'm coach for the day he pushed himself up don't stay much longer okay leave something for the machine still graham dug for a while more if only to bury the idea of little league under another big mound of dirt By then, his muscles were shot. Tossing the shovel out first, he hoisted himself out of the hole and made for his truck a dark green pickup with the company logo in white on the side. He took a long drink of water from a jug in back, doused the end of a towel, and did what he could to mop sweat and clean up. A short time later, he pushed his arms into a chambray shirt and set off for home. Your move, said Geordie Cotter, from the edge of the deepest armchair in the office. He was fifteen, and as sandy-haired as his three younger siblings, which Amanda knew not because she kept detailed files on every student, but because the Cotters lived two doors away from Graham and her. In fact, she had no file on Geordie at all. He wouldn't be in her office playing checkers with her if he thought he was being counseled. For the record, he was here to discuss his community service requirement since she'd headed the program. This was the third time he'd come, though. There was a message in that. Grateful to be distracted from thinking about the baby that was or wasn't, Amanda studied the checkerboard. There were five black pieces, four of them kinged, and three reds, all single. The reds were hers.